When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey and you're listening to the guys of Coppen Practice. Hello and welcome to the latest helping of Pop and Frackers. It's been a very, very eventful few days, a lot of emotions to process, and I'm I've got the privilege of being joined by three gentlemen willing to share what they've gone through. We've got Pete, we've got Fahi, we've got Anik. Just before we do start and get stuck in, a lot happening this week. The drama doesn't end with Liverpool Football Club. We've got the Champions League final coming, and because of that. We have some specials for you on our Patreon. You've got the Madrid preview with pod friend Usman, who knows about all things Madrid, passionate fan. We've, of course, with Mr. Fahi, we've got an attendee in the Champions League final, which is a massive, massive thing for any fan. And then we've got the transfer game. Now, if any of you are unfamiliar with the transfer game, it's a really cool concept come up come up by Krish, where essentially we've got hypothetical situations where to have the perfect window for Liverpool, there's a bit of give, a bit of take, and we're going to have some mixed teams to explain exactly how we can execute the perfect window. But without much further ado, let's talk about what happened this weekend. And firstly, we're going to talk about how we felt before the game even kicked off. Peter. A lot's happened since, but I want you to take yourself back to before 3 p.m. No, 4, 4 p.m., sorry, on Sunday. What were you expecting versus what you were hoping for? Yo, before we get started, Mush, are you going to introduce yourself? Oh, I'm Mush, guys. Sorry, I thought you've heard enough <laughs> of my voice these past few weeks. Apologies. Um, yeah, Pete, go on. 
Um, so yeah, I think before the game, obviously, I was expecting obviously a Man City win. Obviously, you realize that Villa aren't very um, they're not the best team in the league. Obviously, we know that they've had their struggles kind of and with Gerard taking over. Um, they've had some good form um, against probably mostly the teams around them, but against the big teams, they haven't really done well. And you just think, surely Man City are going to get a job done. Obviously, there's a little bit of hope. The pod last week as well, these men were gassed me too much. These men were <laughs> gassed. The last 20 minutes, you see the last 20 minutes of the last pod, pure vibes. Like, we're just running on vibes. <laughs> like, some of the stuff we were saying, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I was, they had, a, had, there was a little bit of hope there. But, um, yeah, I just thought Man City would probably get the job done. The main kind of emotions come during the match. That's when the main emotions come. We're, we're That's when it's just like, much, whoa. We're going to very much get into that, don't but worry. But before the but, game, it's just, it's just, just a, a smidge of hope, a tiny bit of hope, you know what I'm saying? Okay, Anik, haven't had you on for a while. Before the game kicked off, how were you feeling? Were you uh, full of belief? Were you um, trying to be the pessimist to protect your emotions? How were you feeling? Obviously, I split my time, you know, watching Formula One, if it's on, watching football on a Sunday. I was watching the F1, Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, to the, the team and the driver back. They messed up. They weren't doing well. So I thought, forget that. Race is over. There's bigger fish to fry. Let's look at the final game of the season. And I thought, you know what? I think, I think we can win. I also thought, similar to what Peter said, I thought Man City would win as well. Um, but, you know, what? I was just expecting just an enjoyable game. I really thought that we'll go out there, express ourselves and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, but, yeah, I was really optimistic going into the game. Really, really optimistic. I was I was looking forward to it, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, the way things turned out didn't quite go that way but uh yeah bro before the game i was i was yeah i was, I was definitely looking forward to it and for last but not least how were you feeling before we were kicking off um i mean I, i'm quite a pessimist anyway right so i didn't really have any hope on or hope with villa i don't rate gerard as a manager i don't rate Beal as a manager i don't think their ideas are really going to kind of do anything in the Prem. So I was, I was just thinking, ultimately, looking at the defence, I was like, you know what? They're, they're finished. And then we hear that Amy Martinez isn't going to play. Constance out, but that was probably a good thing because he's just not been in form. I'm like, all right, you know what? They're going to hold a licking. They're going to get battered. So I was like, all right. City are going to win. Liverpool are going to win. We're going to lose the title by a point, two points, whatever it is. And then that's it. So, um, yeah, that's just how I felt. I had no hope of Villa. That's for sure. Okay. Well, ultimately, unless you do not live within society. I'm sure everyone knows the scores of what happened. So that that outcome did occur, but it wasn't without drama. And if you haven't had the chance to listen to, I really recommend you listen to how wacky the main pod was this week. I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. It was hilarious. It started off five minutes in saying, with Lewis saying there's going to be no drama today. And by the end, everyone was just screaming over each other. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I couldn't do it. It's just it was my, a- my, my heart. I yeah, I don't know how Ellis done that, man. He's, he's he's a true soldier, like having them, man, like around around the pure around the purest haters, yeah, the man. purest of haters, man. Like I don't know how, and the thing is, them if if they see any moment of weakness in you, <laughs> any moment of like 
defeating you. They pounce in it. it. Yeah, like they pounce. That's what they're waiting for. So you just gotta stay calm. But how can you stay calm when you're literally on the verge of immortality? How? <laughs> how? <laughs> no, I and, and you're completely right. Um, ultimately, uh, we had to think about the lineup first. Now there, after the FA Cup final, um, we took a big risk. We rested Virgil Van Dijk. I think Salah not playing. We discussed on last week's pod how we are very well covered in that position, um, and obviously. With Salah's form, it's not necessarily a huge miss if Salah isn't playing at the moment. But Van Dijk is Van Dijk. Although we have some fantastic centre-backs to deputise, the quality drop-off is big, more because of just the sheer quality of Virgil himself. Anik, how are you feeling about Virgil not actually starting the game? To be honest with you, Mush, I was uber-confident. Looking at the lineup, I was supremely confident. I thought, you know what, last game of the season... It's Wolves will be fine. Um, and a lot of that, bro, stemmed from our lineup against Southampton. Obviously, three days before playing Southampton, you know, we had 120 minutes in the FA Cup final. And we put out a team that had, again, no Virgil, no Allison, no Robbo, no Hendo, no Salah, no Mane. And we're able to overcome Southampton. So, really and truly, bro, without sounding too smug, I thought whatever lineup we put out against Wolves, we'll, we'll just have enough of them. What are you saying, Andy? Um, what type? Water, wow, <laughs> Verge, well, Verge, well, Verge makes a difference, he, he, he makes a huge difference to the defense. I didn't think, um, coming up against Wolves, the problem we would have would be getting caught out on the counter attack, which was <laughs> wrong to, to, to all degrees. But I honestly thought that if, if we were going to have a problem against Wolves, it would be breaking them down, but um. Yeah, bro, really and truly, with Verge not being in the lineup, I wasn't too worried. And again, as I said, it just stems from that Southampton game. Just thought well, that, yeah, we, we, we could put our week inside and we can overcome Southampton. So, really and truly, I think we can get past Wolves. Okay, well, as Peter's just said, hashtag watertight lasted for about three minutes. So, um, Pete, what on earth happened for the first spanner in the works to form? Um, I think so, obviously, with. Um, Van Dijk not playing I think that kind of stability and that kind of backline and players that Matip and Konante they haven't really played with each other that much and when they have like it's been really like sporadic so um, I think and Konante is also switched from right centre back to left centre back right centre back to left back centre back you know what I'm saying every time he's played I think that kind of affects as well so um, I think this is kind of a main feature of the game where Konante will kind of step up and he gets kind of caught obviously a long a long kick he gets caught under the ball, tries to head it, but he gets caught under the ball. And yeah, he's kind of poor for that goal. And then they kind of, Jimenez gets through and then obviously Nettles there to kind of um, tap it in. But I just feel like that game, yeah, it's just, it's, so, it's such a weird game state that it's not really much for us to learn from because it, you won't really like be playing such a, a game state like that. It kind of like, it was a game where nothing really mattered on that pitch. <laughs> Yeah, Everything that mattered was in Manchester. I get what you mean? You know what I'm saying? No one really cared what was happening on that pitch as long as we wasn't losing or like, well, we was losing, but as long as like we all knew we were going to win eventually. So the players are just kind of playing as like a formality, and it's not really a normal game. You won't ever play in a situation like that. I think Henderson talked about it in the press conference where like the last time they played, they can just feel the crowd like, and you can feel the crowd obviously when Man City start losing, you feel the crowd they get excited when Man City score, you feel the crowd get deflated, and it's nothing to do with what you're doing on the pitch. It's complete a result all the way in Manchester. Yeah. So again, that like what the players are playing through in that kind of circumstance is so like it's such a weird game state. It's such a weird game state. So I don't think there's really much to learn from. I just feel like 
Wolves obviously had a game plan. Um, but but game... it was poor though, no, right? It, yeah, I it mean, was poor. Ultimately, ultimately, I know you're you are right in the sense that Konate's played a lot more games at right centre back than left centre back. But what Anik has just said about how brilliantly Konate played against Southampton, playing as what we discussed last pod about senior centre back playing as left centre back, is it just a young defender who just isn't going to be ultra consistent yet? Is that all it is? I think that game state affects him. I re- I don't think he's ever played in such a situation like that. Honestly, I don't think so because the pressure in that kind of situation is it's cra- it's weird. It's it's such a I can't explain it. It's just such a weird weird situation where if you haven't got the experience to kind of play in that situation, I think it did affect him. It, it's it's crazy because you're right. The game state is almost like what you're playing in is irrelevant. But also, if you <laughs> if you don't win. It's yeah, the biggest failure of all. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm sorry, Mush. I'm gonna have to jump in there. Like, yeah, go, bro. We saw how events down the road in Manchester were affecting the fans at Anfield. Well, I was gonna ask. And that. me and Glam said it on, on the weekend preview. Yeah, me, me and Glam both said on the weekend preview that if Liverpool need to do anything, it's get their noses in front and apply pressure because at least then, if we got our noses in front. We were you know, at that moment in time where we, you know we're top of the league and, and, and City are chasing a goal, and it was the worst possible start at that the worst possible start. And really and truly, from then it was, yeah, it, it, it was always going to be difficult. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll probably kind of re explore that in a bit because it, this will link to what we um, kind of how we looked like we were playing, Fahi. I wanted to ask you, do, do you feel the score of the other game um, for both teams involved, so um, Liverpool and City, do you think the score of the game going on was affecting the performance on the pitch? Um, I get the argument of why it would. I 100% understand because we've seen in the past how it does impact the other game. But... Based off the two games we were watching, I really don't think it made a fucking difference. Purely because, number one, Liverpool were just going all gung-ho anyway. Like, it, it made no... Like, they literally, from, like, minute five, they were just going at it, like, non-stop, which is crazy. It was, like, suicidal football. Um, and that had nothing to do with the City scoreline. They were just playing suicidal football. And City, in general, knew they just had to win. So... I, I get why people say that, you know, if Liverpool went ahead, it would have put more pressure on City. But, bro, City were 2 0 down, man. Do you get what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the ultimate pressure. Like, what yeah. was I was going to say that. I was going to say that ultimately, Anik is right that it was probably Liverpool's job to put the pressure on City, but City put the pressure on themselves. <laughs> uh, what we wanted to see happen was happening anyway. Um, and Peter, I kind of think because Villa scored first, I think between about minute 30 and minute 45, it was Liverpool who looked a bit, little bit rattled about the fact We were that nervous. We were so nervous. Like, not maybe not nervous, but we were so frantic and desperate. It was like, shit, we, like, they're conceded. We need to score. Like, we oh, my like, God, they're actually losing. What? Yeah. <laughs> we need to make a mad pass now. We need to make sure we score now. Like, you've seen, like, Trent just hit, like, hopeful balls. You've seen, like, just... But yeah, so Thiago, I was seeing Thiago switch it off the pitch about yeah, oh, it just felt so frantic. And to be honest, I do want to give credit to Wolves because I do feel like if you play a high line, that's how you should play against the high line. Like you get the ball quickly, move it forward, and you have runs from deep, and that's what they're doing so well. So explain about high line by moving the ball quickly, 
Um, doing a lot of round the corner balls, you know what I'm saying? Round the oh, corner, shout, round the shout out Ruben uh, Levis think... for that because he was whipping them in behind, yeah. Constantly. And you know what I'm saying? And they're making great runs from deep, and then obviously they'll get to the byline. And you have like three midfielders like Dendonka, Neves, Neto, all running from deep to try and you know what I'm saying? So that's how you play against the high line. And we didn't really deal with, deal with that well. So Wolves did, I feel think, good I, I think we're a bit naive in our defending as well, especially for the first goal, like 100%. Yeah. Like he was like. He, he was offside from a goal kick. No, you, you know? can't be offside from a goal yeah, kick. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you're a bit naive then. So he doesn't you should know be anything aware about five-a-side rules. Guy... <laughs> 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 by the way, on a five-a-side pitch, mate, on a five-a-side pitch, yeah, trust me. Uh, my, he's a 40-yard Anik, man. 40-yard by 20-yard. <laughs> Anik, is that what we're calling Cage. It? Cage Anik. <laughs> King of the cage. Kick it off the cages, man. Get the rebound, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my point. Like, just just be a bit naive. Just understand your surroundings, where 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 Jimenez was. And yeah, I, I I mean, I'm just looking back at, at the stats now. It's just like proper frustrating. Like we, we we didn't gain any control in the first ten to fifteen minutes. And we should have been two 0 down. If we're yeah. Honest. yeah. The, the biggest blessing was Pedro Neto pulling up twenty minutes in. Hundred percent. That was the biggest because otherwise he would yeah, have just fucking ruined us. And because it's not like the player who came in for him wasn't effective. Huang was effective. It's just one-on-one yeah. -one with the keeper. He just kept bottling it. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. So, no, you guys you guys are right. But um, one thing did happen in the first half that we are going to have to talk about. We don't know what the repercussions are for the Champions League final. But a certain Mr. Alcantara did come off the pitch. He's assist for the first goal, by the way. Top, top notch. Oh, beautiful. Very, very good, man. Very Brilliant. Good. Brilliant. Did, did he mean it? I mean, yeah. Oh, shut oh, up. He gets the assist. Oh, he gets the assist. <laughs> this is what everyone's getting This is what everyone's Well, why don't you he think he meant it, Anik? Bro, he just, it was instinct. It just comes to you. you just flick it. Like, <laughs> like, anyone can do that. Yes, no, so was it. <laughs> what can you do there? You guys are from your side, Anik, mate. But if Marnie didn't make that run, you know, you never know. This is it, so it would just been a pass to, to any to any Wolves defender. But it's cool. But yeah, it was it was it was a brilliant goal. I think obviously Thiago has the awareness to know that um Mane's there and he knows that if he probably takes any more touches, they'll probably like clatter him or he won't be able to get off. So he knows he has to do something quickly on and obviously he thinks instinctively puts Mane through. And I think that's a very good finish from Mane. You know, on the main part, they were saying that that's kind of lucky. I don't think so. He meant he means to kind of Put it, I think he needs to kind of put yeah, it around. Just because the keeper gets a touch on it doesn't make it a bad finish. You yeah, know? and obviously that was the side hmm. of goal that had the most space on it. So um, you obviously plant, keep plants it down, make sure the ball um, kind of hits the surface and it goes in. And yeah, I think one thing I did learn from this game is that if we want a chance falling to anyone in the Champions League final, it's going to be Mane. Like, wow. and <laughs> that's that, that's that's the funniest thing in this. Um, it's kind of like a season where it's flipped around where before you probably want it to be seller. And not Mane. And now, by the end of the season, if you want anyone to kind of to get a chance to be Mane, because he's been the most clinical, um, he's obviously really good form and he's got quite a lot of goals. So, yeah, um, hopefully Mane does get that chance. But, yeah, Mane's been superb. And that centre-forward role, absolutely superb. And and in terms of first-half performers, was there anyone, Fahi, that you felt stood out? Um, anyone who, who you felt were, was really standing up to what was, as the guys are saying, a really nervous performance? 
Fucking hell, I think the only one was really Mane, to be honest. Other than you don't that, don't think Diaz? I thought Diaz nah, was. You know what it is with, with Diaz? Like, Diaz, he, he was he, the main thing, he was obviously trying, yeah, mm. and he looked good on the ball. But the problem with him, and I think it's going to be a frustration that I'm going to have as time goes on, is that he'll get the ball in the final third. And if he's playing against the back five, he's got two defenders to go past. Mm-hmm. And he just gets shut off constantly. And like, he obviously wants to cut in. He'll cut in past the first wing back. And then you've got the right centre back there. So oh, for fuck's sake. And then obviously he then cuts in again. And then by then the defence have kind of yeah, got into shape they've in front ushered, of him. They've ushered him away from the Yeah. Goal. And it's like, it's, it's, it keeps on happening. Um, so that that's the only thing that I found frustrating. He was fine. But obviously in terms of like end product, that was the only issue. There was obviously that great moment where he got in behind and he, um, Laid it across the six-yard box, but Jota was about two yards behind it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would I would have just said Mane, and I guess yeah, Diaz was all right as well. But I was just a bit bit frustrated by he he. It's like he can't do anything else right now because there's no movement near him centrally anyway. He can't yeah. like do a one one two with anyone or anything. He's just kind of isolated. Well, I, I also think on top of that, I just think the players around him. Even though, ironically, Diaz has played the most minutes out of anyone this season mm. um, in terms of his overall minutes in Europe, everyone else is knackered around him. Like yeah. anyone to link up with, these guys are falling like flies at the moment. So I think. And I the think only that... one that wants to link up with him is the one that can't link up anyway, which is Jota. His mom. Like, yeah. Jota's like bare dying to like pass it off to him. It's like, oh, fuck, not Jota, <laughs> man. Anyone but him. Because he'll get the ball and he'll pass it off to the next man. And. Okay, so ultimately we get into halftime. Tiago injury though. Sorry, I, I interrupted your question. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's fine, bro. Um, I think we can talk about that after the game anyway. Okay, cool. that's going to leave kind of lead to the Champions League final anyway. Um, but we are going to talk. Halftime happens. Liverpool are nil um one one, so they've equalised, and Man City were one nil down. So as it stood, Liverpool were still not winning the title, but knew that a goal would be enough. Now, um, we come out for the second half, and within a few, within 10 minutes of that second half, Man City concede again. Anik, what's your head, What? where's your head at that point? Oh, no, hold at on, did Man City concede in the 65th minute? Was it? They conceded in the 69th minute. So it's 20 minutes. But ultimately, we hadn't scored either at yeah, this point, yeah, right? Yeah. So uh, we had the same, like Peter was saying, the same frantic nature to our play. And and we we looked better, at least, but it's not like we didn't have the ball. Um, but, Anik, where, where was your head at? City can see the second. So now it's suddenly looking unlikely that City are going to get a win. What are you thinking? I wanted to... So, yeah, disclaimer, by the way, I wanted to not run any agendas, say anything negative, not be a pessimist at all in the group chat. I put my phone away and I was like, you know what? Second half now, let's focus. Let's get the job done. The players would have gone into the dressing room. They knew the City were down. All they have to do is get another goal. And as soon as that City goal went in, I remember that Asian Don came on the, the Sky Sports and he was like, Sean, come on. Let's go. That was literally me in my living room. I was like, <laughs> guys, let's do this. We have to get a goal now. Come on. It's not that difficult. We, we need to get a goal. And yeah, I, at that moment, bro, I was just like trying to, you know, usher the team on 
to to get our vital. We had the, we had the Mane goal that was disallowed, right, for for the offside. Yeah, but yeah, I, I knew straight away when that went in that yeah it was offside. But I think the ease in which we unlocked the defense gave me a lot of hope, and that was very early on in the second half. Um, but yeah, by the time the second goal went in, bro, I was literally shouting on my screen. I was like, "Come on, guys, we have to get the job done!" Like the crowd knew by that point, and that's my point. It, it you know. The information travels so quick and the players would have known. The players would have known at that point, OK, you know what? Shit, City are 2-0 down. Come on, now is the time for us to step up and try and get this second goal. Because then, as soon as the second goal would have went in, yeah, that would have yeah. then filtered back to Manchester and they would have been like, oh shit, the title I, is I actually not in our hands at the moment. I agree, Alec, but I've got a question then. Do you think, right, when, when City go... 2-0 down. Do, do you think the players weren't desperate to score though? I don't I don't think there's a question of whether they I, I don't I don't yeah. I know that they make they should have scored. I agree, just to make it feel like cities it makes it feel like this is an impossible situation. But from a Liverpool perspective, in terms of what they themselves can control as players, do you think they they could really have wanted it any more than they wanted it at the time? Uh, well, I mean, Klopp, Klopp definitely wanted it. He brought on Salah. He brought on Bobby by, by 70 minutes. So he, he was definitely, you know, going for it. Do I think the players wanted it? Yeah, I do. I do think the players wanted it. Salah's celebration told me everything I need to know. I think the players wanted it. Wait, what are we talking about? We're, we're talking about if, we want, if the players wanted to win the Premier League or not. No, no. What we're talking about is... Annex basically saying that when City got their second, yeah, right, Liverpool should have been really desperate to score just to give City because the message is traveling. Yeah, I thought, City, we, we couldn't be any more desperate though. Did, did you not see, see that? Yeah. <laughs> we literally couldn't be any more. It was than, pathetic. It, 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 was, it was a danger to our game because it was like, you know, yeah. what I'm saying? we need to be more. Jimenez dangerous. could have squared the ball and they could have scored again, you know. Fam, like, they should have scored three. It was need to be way more patient, and it's not as if like Wolves were kind of defending well, but they weren't like you know what I'm saying had a, such a tight tight block. It's just because we were kind of looking for that pass too early, and if we played it around a bit more, we would be able to expand that opening. But anyway, let's. I just wanted to talk about when that second goal, Man City goal went in. How did you all feel, like guys? My I, my head was on Jupiter, bro. Like on honestly, I felt sick. I I was. I came in, I just needed to get a glass of water or something because I just needed to step out of the room, yeah? And and my missus was looking at me and she was like, are you okay? Like, I'm so sorry, have, have like, you know, are Man City winning? And I'm like, no, I'm scared because Man City are losing. <laughs> and then she was like, you are all over the place, but I get back in that room and watch the game. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to, because then I started being scared of like, bro, that situation we were talking about last and week. And Liverpool don't win, right? Yeah. Like, if City don't win, but somehow Liverpool don't win. That, for me, is like... Even worse, yeah. Nights. What about you guys? Fahi, how are you feeling at that point? Bro, when the, <laughs> when the second... When Coutinho scored, I was like, fuck, you know. And I kind of like... My missus was in the other room doing some work. And I just, like, kind of squealed, like... Ah! Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, oh, my God, it's actually 2-0. And she, like, ran in. She's like, what's going on? I was like... Yo, seated actually losing 2-0. She's like, nah, no way. I was like, nah, bruv, she's lo- they're losing 2-0. And then it was like, fuck, what if we don't score? And then straight away, my whole time, I'm like, fuck, they're gonna lose and we're not gonna win. Yeah. I, couldn't gonna enjoy, I couldn't even enjoy I couldn't even enjoy the game after that. I was and, just no, but 
but that's it exactly. It was like, okay, we all thought City were going to lose, so our attention immediately turns to the game, to the Liverpool uh, game, and we're like, you know what, we need I to get the begging. job done. And I we're, was begging. And we're watching. I was like, Please score! We're, we're, I'm begging we're you. watching that game, and we're like, okay, come on, Liverpool, come on, Liverpool, come on, Liverpool. And the more and more we're we're willing the team on to score, I'm seeing score updates. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> and that's the worst thing. Well, that well, is this is this is the bit, Anik. Anik, this is the bit we have to talk about, right? Hold so, on, I just want to say. So when I sorry, let, let, let yeah, me finish as well. I yeah, go on, Pete. You finish yeah. as well. So when I was obviously I was working, and I was sitting down. Obviously, I was I was watching the game that I was at. Um, I was watching the game I was at, but then I had to just. I, so I went back. I, I was I was I was standing by pitch side at Wembley, and I, I ran in, back inside the compound. And so, so what, what, another person told me, "See, you're two 0 up." I'm like, "No, you're lying. You're lying." See, you're two nil up. I mean, they're two 0 down. Sorry. So then, me, I just start pacing all around Wembley, <laughs> pacing. And it was, but obviously, because my manager wants to tell me, "Oh, can you, can you run this up to comment three? Can you do this?" He, I'm just like. Man walked from gate E5 to B2. For so the, I'm just for pacing, <laughs> pacing, like, oh my God, is this happened? Is this really happened? But I'm checking Liverpool scores and I'm checking the chat. And obviously, because obviously I'm watching the game, but the chat updates earlier because you man are obviously ahead of me. So I'm just praying that someone's going to say, Mane. But it's not happening. Like, I've not seen the update in it. So I'm just there, just. Shaking and then the f- first thing I see, two one Gunnagun. I-, I knew straight away. I see that's all that. Stop, stop there. That's, stop that's there because this is where we need to turn the discussion. Now, everyone, I know you've tuned into a Liverpool-based pod- podcast based on Liverpool players and Liverpool football matches, but the whole afternoon was based on events elsewhere, and there was one Liverpool link as to why Liverpool's destiny went in a different direction. I think you should tell people how you were watching it. How how was you watching the two games? Bro, (laughs) all I will say is this. You started off the pod saying the more important game was the game that Liverpool weren't playing in. So I was watching the more important game with a stream on my phone for the Liverpool game. And then actually... So the big screen had Man City on. Yeah, of, that course. Is, that is <laughs> of course, the blood of the blood of my enemies is more important. <laughs> the man squid that he's throwing out. Is that Diaz? <laughs> if I heard the volume go up one decibel, I'd look at my phone screen. Otherwise, I'm I'm glued to watching whether whether Villa can do it. But we do need to discuss what happened because ultimately that decided the entire mood of this pod today. Anik. Villa coasting, Watkins, Matty Cash, and a certain Philip Coutinho runs it back seven years later to do what he needs to do. So, what on earth happened for this situation to flip? Steven Gerrard. <laughs> I'm blaming him and only him for this. This guy has got main character syndrome. Let us down again, what and I'm sorry. You can tell me that what? it's you can you can tell me that it's Aston Villa. You can tell me that they're a shit team. You can tell me they've got you know crap defenders or whatever. The end of the day, he himself knew that if he got a result, if he prevented City from winning, Liverpool more than likely were going to beat Wolves and get the league title. But but Anik, 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 before you carry on, why, I've got, yeah. Anik, wait, I've got a question though. 
So you've just said if he, can, if, if he can if he can get a result, he benefits from a Liverpool perspective and a Villa perspective. So why the hell? Why does he benefit? Hold on, hold, hold, hold on. Why does he benefit from a Liverpool perspective? He's jealous of his Liverpool team. <laughs> he wishes he was a part of it. Alec, relax. <laughs> Bro, I'm let, sorry. Now let him cook, man. You push me there. You, you, you push me there now. He's jealous of his Liverpool team. He wishes he was a part of it. He looks at all these players. He sees the team knocking on the door every year for all types of trophies. He's seen Henderson lift the Club World Cup. Yeah, something he's not won. Yeah. He's seen him lift the Premier League, you know, and he's going to be looking around and thinking, you know what? I wish I was a part of this. And I'm telling you, deep down, the guy is jealous. Look at the two lineups you played against us this year as well. It's just making it difficult. Now, I understand <laughs> you are the manager of Aston Villa. I understand that. But, brother, please, please, please. So, so what could he you, have done? You, what, what do you, you think sabotage Bro, he capitulated in six minutes. I mean, what other team allows their team to capitulate in six minutes? I put a tweet out. He recreated the miracle of Istanbul. Oh, we saw your tweet. We saw. Yeah? We've all seen your I'm tweet. telling you, I'm telling you, the guy has something to do with it. I've, I've, I've got a genuine problem with it. I, I really do. And the more I look into <laughs> it, his, his role as captain, I'm sorry, he, he, he doesn't come close to Henderson. Henderson is uh-huh. a much better captain than him as well. Uh, we'll say that for another time. Uh, wait, 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 but, Anik, all right, um, so question. Sorry, Mish, I'm not trying to take over, but... No, no, go ahead, bro. So, so 2-0 up here. Yeah. 21 minutes to go. Sterling's mm-hmm. come on, Gundogan's yeah. now come on. Mm-hmm. What should he have done? I don't know why he took off Coutinho. Coutinho just scored, but they were getting and, a, a, pumped. It was like ninety-one percent possession at that point. They had okay. they had no possession, bro. Okay, I understand that. Yeah, but Coutinho went up the other end and scored. Like sometimes you got to consider that attack is you know the best form oh, of defense. Oh, oh, hold, hold on, hold on, though. hold on, though. So, you are, know, are we saying? Are we saying Nakamba gets you more possession? Because that I don't think it's, that's a piece of Nakamba's play. But so, it nullifies the threat of Gundogan. That, that it's, it, it helps a little bit more. It helps more than at Kishin. least he's defensive minded, isn't it? I, th- I think okay. My my thing would say is that like so. What you do by taking off Coutinho is that okay, cool. We want a sharp shot, and we're kind of surrendering um, one of our attacking players off the pitch. So it, we're kind of giving you more confidence to kind of attack us more. Whereas I feel like if you do another attacking sub for another attacking sub, at least the person who comes off for Coutinho has got energy to kind of make the same runs that Coutinho's doing. But I feel like when you put on another defensive midfielder on, you're kind of giving the, the what's it called? Yeah. You're There's moving no your opposition up the pitch, innit? Yeah. So what, what are you saying? Bert, uh, Bertrand Traore? At come? least, you know what I'm saying? At least at least a Bertrand Traore or someone, and someone, another attacking player to come on to kind of do the same things that Coutinho's doing. We won't have as much quality, but at least he has more energy. I, I, I do agree in the sense that, I mean, as <laughs> as I've been ridiculed for, as someone who watched the game, um, Fernandinho was getting worked, man. This, those 38-year-old legs are absolutely finished. All you needed was someone to peel off that as just yeah. a release ball every time, and you would have you would have got there. I mean, West Ham had the same thing. Even when City were pressuring West Ham, um, Antonio was the release every time, and I think they lost that when um, when they took um, Coutinho off. It was almost but like it, yeah, you know, it's the kind of like it's most it's the most traditional thing to do. You know what I'm saying? It is the most like kind of okay, yeah. we're getting surrendered, so put a defensive midfielder on. So I get it from that point of view. But with the Fernandinho factor, sorry, he got taken off in like the 46th minute, right? So you wouldn't be burning him. 
Oh yeah, sorry, I, I forgot that. You get what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I, like I get it. I, I guess there's two ways to approach it. Peter's Peter's approach is also correct. He could have definitely just put on someone you know with a bit of pace that could also hold it up a Relief bit further. Pressure, yeah, yeah well, I get it, but I, to me, like I've got gripes with the way that obviously ended up, and I I don't rate Gerald as a manager, which I keep on saying in every single pod. <laughs> but but I don't actually think the change that he made was wrong in my opinion like i could actually understand why he did it so anik okay so i guess i think anik wait this is your opportunity right anik you specialize in hashtag uncomfortable conversations yes (laughs) yeah anik i want you to just list off what everyone's afraid of saying about how steven gerrard conducted himself in that game i'm I'm, listen i'm telling you i I tell you deep down he is jealous of this liverpool team i said it (laughs) I said it. I, I said it in the group chat, and I'm gonna say it now for everyone to listen to. He is jealous of this Liverpool team. He capitulated in six minutes. He himself has masterminded comebacks. He should know how to put his team out there to prevent them from scoring goals in a flurry. I've just checked some 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 of the recent scores for Villa. Yeah, they 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 literally capitulate in five to six minutes. They, they like ship three four goals in about twenty minutes. Like, come on, have like put put a bit of backbone in. Show, show, show your team that you know you can do something. So has it has mush, this tarnished? Mush. Has this tarnished your desire to see him as Liverpool manager? I don't want to ever see him as Liverpool manager. Ever <laughs> see him as Liverpool manager. <laughs> I, I, all, these, all, all these people, all these people, tell me about our football love stories and this. They don't exist. And I'm telling you, the love story with Gerard and Liverpool, I don't want it at all. I don't want it. Oh, it, it don't exist. Thank you for everything. Yeah, but please go and manage some other team, but not Liverpool. Coming back to this, yeah, if you look at the players in the dressing room after the game, yeah, the Liverpool players, yeah, you look at the way Salah celebrated, yeah, they're going to think, oh, man, Villa were, you know, 2-0 two, two up and then we ended up winning the game. When they go into the dressing room and they check their phones and see what what, what happened, I promise you the first thing they're going to be thinking is, how did this manager like let it slip completely? That's, that's, that's in my view, what the players are going to be thinking. It's they're true. going to be thinking, well, we're just about to have won the league. We knew that they were 2-0 down. We've done our job. We've won. All right, let, let's have a look what happened here. Oh, they collapsed in six minutes. So I think... I who's, think the first all... thing, who's the first thing they're going to look at? I'm more than likely... In that's my the first opinion, good point Alex made. <laughs> I can't lie, you see, he's spitting. So I, I don't know what <laughs> to say. Think about that. <laughs> Mo, Virgil, all of them, they're going to be thinking, oh, look, this is what's happened. So, so I think we all universally agree then, I, I, I think any Liverpool fan would agree that if you're going to put us out of our, you know, put us out of our misery, then just do it early because we all wanted a minute seven Mares and a minute 18 Foden just to, just yeah. to finish yeah. it off. And, yeah, and that, is, that would have been better. Okay, okay. I, I see your point. Do you know what, Anik? I respect it. Um, and Wait, why are you respecting though? I'm, I, I, do, you know, do you know what I'm respecting? I'm what I probably I've probably been too far on the side of oh well Villa were never meant to win anyway but you know what you guys are right football the situations evolve where the expectations on you change and and Gerard didn't adapt or he had stage fright for the for the situation that occurred but all right so much so you were watching the game live yeah yeah, you, you were obviously watching everything that was going on. So when they went 2-0 up, what were you thinking? What did you think that Villa should be doing? Oh, it's so difficult, man, because on the one hand, like I was saying, um, 
Villa looked like they had some form of threat, right? Like Watkins was a good was a good uh, way of helping the ball stick. Coutinho was occasionally getting on it, but really and truly, when um, and huge credit to him, but when Zinchenko came on, bro, like the left side of that pitch suddenly completely changed. Like he was driving with the ball, he would punch the ball inside, and it just felt felt it felt like before Zinchenko came on. Everywhere where City had the ball was where Villa wanted them to have the ball. But suddenly they were getting balls in areas where Villa couldn't control situations. So what you were saying, Fahi, about Nakamba being at least a logical step, I can see why you would want to do that to negate that. But the other side is that Nakamba's flipping crap and all he does is foul people. So we... (laughs) I mean, you're spitting. That's the thing. It's like the approach is logical. The, the deliverer of the approach is not. So it, it, it's just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just stuck in between, man. It's almost like, yeah, Villa should have managed it better. But then also, like Annex just said, Villa have capitulated like this so many times in the season. It's not like they it's just... It's expected. Yeah, it's not like they yeah, just... They're not a very good team. Yeah, they didn't but do you it think, just against but, but, but you think this... But if, if it's expected and it's happened, okay, it happened against Spurs, who yeah. also they played against and, and it capitulated. Does this does this guy that we love that we call our love does, 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 does he not want to learn? Does he not want to learn? Maybe he maybe that's what he was doing. Maybe he was actually being proactive for once. I believe you know what? Fuck! I'm tuning it up. I'm not going to fuck this one up. I'm going to you know put someone defensive on and try and negate that threat. No, you're jealous. You're jealous. The, the, the story was written. The story was written. Oh. Felipe Coutinho, who's got amazing goals against Man City, his story was written. The headlines were written. Coutinho mad. thumps him up. Mad. He goes and brings on the camber and everything changes. But I'm going to say... The momentum swinging that is, is too... Sometimes, yeah, when they get a first goal, you can't stop it. There's nothing. There's no, 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 but Pete, I disagree with this because... The momentum swing is too crazy in that bro, stadium. Two goals, two goals is momentum swing. Three goals is like you're not even mentally capable of a change of circumstances, man. Like that's pathetic. That's that's the same way City going to, out to Madrid was pathetic because you had control of the situation and it fell out of your hands within five minutes as well. And was it, what, what? Okay, once you once it saw the first goal, do you, do you knew it was coming though? Did you no, not know it was coming? Genuinely, no. Watching it, watching it, no. I'll I think tell I wasn't you watching it. Yeah, I'll tell you why. It's not because City didn't have the ball. It felt like they had the ball. And it felt like, oh, do you know what? City are going to pressure them and they'll get the equaliser. Yeah. But but the game, like, dynamic didn't change. Villa had the ball a bit. They'd attack. The attack would flop a bit. You need to remember, Watkins had some huge chances as well. Yeah, now, it's, stu- it. it's stupid to say, oh, but Villa could have been 4-0 up because no one is expecting Villa to be 4-0 yeah. up against City. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not a likely circumstance. But I, I just think being 2-0 up, and within five minutes, losing the match is is Annex right? It's pathetic. Mm. Like I, I, I'm, just, I'm also conscious of the fact that obviously, <clears throat> obviously, whatever Liverpool fans are obviously gonna um, be annoyed at Gerard, but there's obviously an argument to be had that we should have got more points during the season. You well, know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, we should have yeah. got more points yeah. during the season, and we can't just blame Stephen Gerrard and Aston Villa. We should have beat Tottenham. Should have beat. You know what I'm saying, man? We'll, 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 go, we'll go on to that. We'll go on to well, that, guys. Yeah. But but I mean, ultimately, Annick. Anik, you know, he's been he's been talking spicy for about forty eight hours, and I've got to say, he he came he came with some legit points. So I, I think I'm sure 
we'll clip that up and, and, and see what the response is in terms can, of what... can, can we just discuss Tyrone Mings quickly? Because boy, oh, that guy sucks. Bro, he defend this is the thing, you didn't watch the game. First half, him and Callum Chambers were sick. He does you say that, that no. You say he that no, no, no. Because in the 44th minute, in the 44th minute, I was watching. There were parts I was watching. 44th minute, the ball bounces in front of him. And then he lets it go and Jesus gets in one-on-one. And the only reason Jesus doesn't score is because Callum Chambers decides to barge him out of the way. Mings, every time I tuned in, Mings was doing something fucking stupid. He's a uh, fucking not... bozo. I hate that guy. He's is... so <laughs> shit. My I, thing honestly, Mings, I hate bro. that guy so much, man. Wow. My, my thing with Mings is that, like, I don't watch him and every single moment he's having, like, a crazy... He's doing a crazy thing or he's having a bold moment. <laughs> that, you just know that bold moment is inevitable. That it's Loading, coming. isn't it? Yeah, and you know what I'm saying? So, I've seen, like, against us at home, who's having a brilliant game. You know what I'm saying? Salah wasn't really getting much. And then he goes away and gives the penalty and then we, we win the game. You know what I'm saying? You just know that bold moment's coming with Mings. So, it's just, like, he's got this inevitability of just making a mistake constantly. I, I, I think also, Pete, one thing that Mings suffers from is that he... <laughs> He takes his own momentum over the edge. So it's like, it'll be, with Mings, it'll be like a good action. Okay, let me try another action. It's successful. Let me try another. And eventually, yeah, yeah. because he starts enjoying making the action, he, he does too many, and then that's the pen yeah. that he'll give away. Yeah, like, yeah. why did you dive into that tackle? <laughs> oh, and he also so wants fun. to be the hero as well. He's got that kind yeah. of, he wants to be the hero. Oh, but... He couldn't have placed it any better for De Bruyne to get the ball. Like, I know, it was just so such a stupid touch. <sighs> but, but no, no, guys, um, ultimately, we did score. Uh, Salah, I know that everyone's trying to run the um, Salah thought he'd won us the title agenda. I don't know what angle is worse. Is it worse to look at it as Salah thought he won us the title or Salah doesn't give a shit about the title, but he got his golden boot? Oh, Whatever yeah. angle you look at, it's an El Fomo. <laughs> so, so which side do we sit on for, for this celebration? Uh, I'm, I'm saying we've left the stomach, man. We left the stomach, you know what I'm saying? My boy, he got his <laughs> golden boot. And he got his assist, you know what I'm saying? We'll leave him a sack, you know what I'm saying? Not, not them, man. It's, it's them, man, not me. You know what I'm but um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. I feel like he obviously does deserve if if someone was to steal that um golden beat from him, that would have been an absolute travesty. You know what I'm saying? That would have been for would so it, how though? would it no, not no, really. it would have been for how long he was he was like eight goals in front of him at one stage, and then for but some why, why did the eight goals get caught up in it? No, but I'm it? saying that it would have been bad on Mo. It would have been really really bad on Mo. Well, like, it would be in, it would have been a bad look. Yeah, that's not, not really. I mean, no, nah, not really. How would it not have been? What someone that bro, was eight he goals done, behind bro, you? He's, he, Salah hasn't done any, anything. He he's he's not reached the heights that he reached at the tail end of 2021. Yes, simply correct. put. Yeah. So but if so, if some so if someone's gonna catch him and overtake him, then. Fair play. What? So, but it's it's also bad on Salah. That yeah. That's <laughs> what Peter's saying. What? Oh, for Salah, it's bad, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Sorry, maybe, maybe I didn't okay. word it properly. I'm, I'm not saying that it's like he stole it from him, but I'm saying that it looks bad on Salah. That it's a really bad look that he was able to let someone kind of, you know what I'm saying, catch up with him. So it's good that he did score. And um, he was able to get his goal and kind of get that golden boot and kind of get, you know what I'm saying, some accolades for the season. And I do think he's had a very good season. Obviously, he's, he's, he's kind of earned it really badly. But overall, his peaks were super high. You know what I'm saying? Probably the highest. So he probably doesn't deserve something. Okay. And that's well, it. The fact, that, the fact that Mo was so, so good at the yeah. tail end of 2021 
He went to AFCON, he went to the qualifiers, he came back and he was still top scorer and even had a really, really poor 2022 and ended up top scorer, just shows you how good he can be. And yeah, we, we like, I, th- I think it's just him doing it more consistently. Like, fair enough, he'd done it for what, a chunk of three, four months. But for me personally, I wanted to see that more in 2022. So you, you're honest. Would, I think you, he would you like to see the gaps, less gaps in the form? Is that is that what it is? I d- no, 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 no. I actually know that I'm wrong for saying that. He is consistent. What am I saying? He's consistent because, yeah, no, no. He's he is consistent. He just you know when you keep on reiterating something, so your brain believes it. Yeah, I am. Anik, I am. Anik, you have not believed this in three months. So why you're suddenly having this opinion? You remember when he's got spaces no, no. and he's got he's got a funny defend Salah at, um, at three AM tonight. Anik, so don't do this I'll... on a public forum, Anik. We warned you about this. Salah, don't listen, don't listen, suddenly listen, rebrand. Listen. All right, Salah. No, no, no. Salah and his stats. You, you can't. You can't dispute them. And that's why. Well, why do you he's usually up there dispute with... them then? <laughs> huh? No. Why no, do no, you no, usually no. dispute the stats then? I think. No, no. I I think. No, because no, no, he is consistent. <laughs> no doubt about it. Listen to me, he is consistent. I'm, I was wrong for saying that he had a patch or not. In 2021, he reached proper peaks, and we were like seeing, you know, what hatchery against United goals every other game week. I think maybe you know Afcon, maybe the contract situation may have taken his eye off the ball slightly, but I've not been impressed with him in 2022. Well, I, I don't think any of us have, right? I think. The only question, Fahi, I have is, I mean, the goal was far from impressive. It's not even worth analysing. But it, <laughs> do you think, I, I feel like I ask this anytime Salah gives me a crumb of something. Do you think this goal is some kind of springboard for him to play well? in the? I feel no. like I said those exact oh my words. God. No, bro. Like, no. <laughs> Sadly, no. Like, our hopes for the Champions League are solely on Diaz and Mane because, yeah, I, I, I just think Salah's just mentally and physically just burnt out, man. Like, he's overthinking things. There's obviously the contract shit that's just completely ruined his season. It's Because it's, we thought after him scoring twice against United, it's going to give United. him that springboard, right? It didn't give him anything. It didn't give him anything. None of these springboards have worked, bro. It's just... None of them have worked. <laughs> like, we, we just have mm-hmm. to accept that this is what we're going to get until the end of the season, which is thankfully on Saturday. And then he can just relax for two months. Well, let's say four weeks before pre-season starts and hopefully sort himself out. Hopefully in that four-week period where he's resting, the contract gets signed up, his dickhead agent stops doing nonsense on Twitter and we can just kind of move on and he can kind of plan out the next three or four years of his Liverpool career. I think that we can we, we can all agree, though, that he, he should definitely be starting just for his presence alone. I think his presence alone on the pitch in Paris will, will, will make a difference and it will maybe take away one or two defenders. Um, or, I, I mean, I agree with you, Fai. I think if, if, if anything's going to come from any of our attackers on the, on, on the day, I, I, it's going to be I, Mane or Diaz. But he, he definitely, for me, has to start, though. And you know what it is as well? Sorry, before, before Miss speaks. Um, the thing is, with the way our right side is currently playing, and I think against Madrid, which I know we're going to get onto really soon, we're not going to really want to play down the right-hand side. I think we're going to focus our kind of attempts more down the left. Harbour-house um, side, right? Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. that reason. I just, I just don't see what Salah's going to do. Um, yeah. I, don't know. I, I, I feel like um, 
that right-hand side for us, it's really important so when we do play well. So Trent, Salah, even Henderson as well, that kind of triangle. And I do feel like, yeah, yeah, Salah might not be as threatening, but if he can kind of, you know what I'm saying, just link up with that front three, give, maybe create some space with um, Trent so Trent can kind of deliver. Wow, is this where Salah's dropped off to? Space <laughs> merchant, yeah? Jesus. <laughs> Brother, you need to talk to your guy, man. I don't these know these are the same bars I was using for Mane in the beginning well, of you're the season. Using the <laughs> Peter, you're using them Shane Long bars, bro. Oh, my gosh. No, man. I have to defend my boy, man. Come on, Salah. Yeah, I'm saying he might have... He said he's got something from Madrid. Let's see, man. Let's see, man. He's a revenge tour. Come on. Let's come on. We've got a bit of revenge tour, so let's see, man. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, let's talk about Madrid. The first thing linked to Madrid, though, our final bridge from the Madrid game, from the Wolves game going to Madrid is obviously we're in a race against time uh, for Thiago, who did come off. We were all worried with it being a hamstring injury, which can linger, um, that he may not be able to play. But it looks like Jurgen Klopp's confirmed that as long as the the um, kind of rebuild of that muscle happens in time, he will be able to play. Pete, if Thiago isn't available, how big a dent do you think that is in our chance of winning? It's in God's hands. Yeah. If Thiago doesn't play, it's in God's hands, man. It's really in God's like we that much of a difference for you? No, nah, and Fabinho as well. Thiago, no Thiago and no Fabinho. Boy, um, boy, 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 scary hours. You know, you know, man, think, nah. you, know the, you know the Fabinho point. At this point, he's actually just going to be a body on the pitch. Don't expect any type of quality from him on Saturday. No, because... also Fahi, Fabinho gets eaten when there's technical. Yeah, on. Hendo, listen, my guy Hendo's got that six position, man. I don't want, I don't mind about that. I'm asking about Tiago specifically. Fahi, what do yeah. you think Tiago's absence means for us? It, it means fucking worrying times. Like, he is our most yes. important midfielder by far. If you had to choose between who can we get fit, Fabinho or Tiago, it has to be Tiago. He yeah. is the one that can make things happen. He is the one that's still strong with interceptions. He reads the game well, and he, he kind of makes sure he covers his ground really well. With Fabinho, the problem is he's been bad since March. He's injured. He's injured. He's coming back from injury, and when he comes back from injury, he's usually pretty shit. And um, like yeah, you said, he does struggle against technical players um, in midfield. So, yeah, Thiago is crucial. And honestly, like I'm not an expert when it comes to like Achilles injuries and all that shit. But can't they just inject it and just get yeah. 60 minutes out of him? He's got to play, well, even if he's at like 60. percent He's got to play. Well, he, has he has to, to play, play, man. He well, I, play. I was going to ask you guys. Um, Anik, before I come to you, um, Pete and Fahi, what do you think the drop-off is in terms of the percentage chance of us winning if Thiago doesn't play? How much? It goes percent- to 50-50. So if he is playing, what's the percentage? In my opinion, I would say 70-30. So 20%, our, our winning chance goes down by 20% if Thiago is missing. Yeah. I think if he doesn't well, play... Well, technically it goes down by 40%. Okay, yeah, it does. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know if he doesn't play, and you're looking at probably a midfield of like Milner, Henderson, Cater, and obviously Jesus. that midfield, <laughs> that midfield, you're relying on intensity to kind of break down Modric and Cruz and just work, create intensity, kicks, 
Yeah, I'm just hoping that they can't. The last it. time we tried that, we got worse. yeah, we got played off. You know what I'm saying? So, and you don't really want to rely on that. You know, Modric, Cruz, Casemiro—they've seen it all. You know what I'm saying? They know how to. They have know how midfield. They know how to keep the ball well. And even when people are trying to kick them, you know what I'm saying? Modric, he's very sturdy. You know what I'm saying? He knows how to kind of handle himself. So you kind of want someone at least on the pitch who's got kind of technical ability to kind of give them problems. So, and Thiago does do that. You know, so we we've seen it with Chelsea in that. Um, FA Cup final, you know what I'm saying, Kovic and Jorginho, they had to pay and respect him, you know, so when he had the ball, they kind of had to respect him, and um, Cruz and Modric will do the same, so we really need Thiago on the pitch, like, desperately, and, you know what I'm saying, I think even when Kamavinga comes on, you kind of want someone like Milner to kind of come on, you know what yeah, I'm saying, to that, kind of... but that's, that's like a, that, that's a, an athletic battle, isn't it, ultimately, yeah. the Kamavinga one, but Anik, I did, I did want to ask you, I mean, obviously, the boys have spoken about the impact of Thiago being missing. Um, mm-hmm. If if Thiago is missing, what would be the alternative midfield that when you think about what Madrid are strong with, the midfield that would give us the best chance to win the game? Let me just quickly say my piece on Thiago. Um, look, I've not been <laughs> I've not been light in my criticism of him. You know, I've I've run a couple of agendas on him in the past couple of years. I think. I think I think it is crucial that he plays. Um, I think I think he's come on leaps and bounds this year, especially alongside Fabinho. I think it's crucial for him to play. I think he's got his own personal interests. I think you know what's missing his personal, out on what's his personal interest in? Okay, not 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 from a selfish point of view. Like like you know to, to win. I think like you know missing out on on the League Cup final, being being oh, a La Masia okay. boy, wanting to beat Madrid. Being one of only a few players to have lifted the Champions League trophy with three different clubs, I think he's got his own personal interest to, to oh, go and yes. do well and play. Yeah. So I feel I feel as though he would want to play. I feel as though if he can play, he would definitely put himself forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that he should play. I think I you know I think he's one of our best midfielders at the moment. So yeah, I I, I think if he does play, that that's really really crucial. The question was if he doesn't play. Brother, if Fabinho is fit, it's got to be Fab, Hendo, and and Millie. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm just scarred from Kate's Fab, performance Hendo, last year. I'm I'm scarred from from Hendo uh, from Kate's performance last year. So it would have to be those three. Do you know what? There is discussion. There is discussion to be had on Kate because if he plays right centre mid, I think there's a problem. Yeah. If he plays left centre mid. I'm kind of cool with that, you know what I'm saying? Because there are, there, and yeah. there's people will say that um, midfield is midfield, but there's different roles that he kind of plays. Yeah. And obviously, it's difficult for um, Kater because Klopp expects different things from him when he plays those positions. When he's playing left centre mid, he has to kind of, you know what I'm saying, be closer to the person in the pivot and kind of control the game more and kind of orchestrate and kind of, you know what I'm saying, break down play a bit more. But when he's playing in that right centre mid space, he has to play between the lines now. He has to be closer to the front three. And when he's playing like that, I feel like, he can kind of get isolated in that kind of position and not really help the midfield out a lot. And kind of that position is really hard to kind of interpret in certain games where it's really tight. You know, we saw in the Villarreal game when he's playing right to the mid in the first half, he just looked like, like, whoa, what's going on? And then in the second half, much, much better. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So which, which, of the two sides, which of the two sides would you want him to play then? Would you yes. prefer he plays on the right or the left? L- left or he doesn't play at all, man. Yeah, it has to be left. Really? It can't be right. It yeah, can't be right. I'm scared, man. He, he most, most of the problem he plays is, like a ten in that right centre mid role. Yeah, yeah, like he's playing like a second striker. 
pretty much on the right hand yeah. side. It's fucking weird. Like yeah. Trent will get the ball and he's got no like triangle to kind of work with. He's really in the box. Kate is so far in, like he he can't link up play or anything. So Trent's then stuck, just fucking drilling the ball across the pitch. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. And then from a defensive side, obviously we saw what happened last time against Madrid away from home. And Kate was on the right hand side. It's just not going to work, man. It won't work. He has to play on the left. I mean, yeah. I, I personally think the the one thing that I also agree the left side is probably the more suited side to him in this game. But also because this is going to sound a bit nuts to say, but Cruz looks so immobile at the moment yeah. that that a cater or even. I'm not. I don't think he will because it's such a big game. Like but a even Jones. a Curtis Jones yeah, yeah, would, yeah, right. would work him because yeah. Cruz cannot even. Cruz needed to go to the deep tissue massage I had, <laughs> right? Because my man cannot stretch for a tackle. He cannot move about on the pitch at all. So I actually think a ball carrier or a dribbler would be so much more dangerous. And I'm hoping that if Klopp goes via maybe the Jota route whether it's starting or mid-game, you guys saw the performances. Jota had a few of them near the end of the season at home where he picks the ball up from deep and skips a few challenges and just accelerates mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, I think that, ag- yeah. against Cruz, that could be a super effective method of us yeah. penetrating uh, Madrid via the middle of the pitch, I think. Bro, you know what? Needs to get a yellow card for that to happen, though, because Casemiro will just take him down straight away. As soon as he gets past him, but pull you Casemiro, down, he's, he's so, so clever with his challenges, man. Yeah. He's so clever. Yeah. He's just he so frustrating. ASAP. Yeah, you, you know, one thing you were saying, Mish, about um, you don't think Curtis Jones would start. And I get why you say that, but if we're in a situation where Thiago and Fab aren't fully fit and Klopp doesn't want to risk it, I don't think he would start Milner because there's the worry that we could end up going to pens, right? And mm-hmm. Milner, Milner won't have the legs to last, basically. Exactly. Yeah, and point. Milner would make more sense coming yeah, on against point. a team that have already played 60 minutes mm-hmm. as opposed to playing a fresh team from the start. Good point. I, I'm just saying. So it may, like, worst case scenario, again, it's not worst case to me. I like Curtis Jones. But from, from like an ability point of view, it may be Curtis Jones actually starts. I also think, though, I, I agree. And I think the other angle of this Curtis Jones thing, which from this conversation is kind of becoming more and more logical as we think about it, is that um, in a final, it's a very cagey and slower paced game than, say, a two leg Champions League tie. Right. And and when it's a cagey game or a more chess type game, the more technical players are the safer players. Um, and and someone like Curtis Jones who can look after the ball and won't get overwhelmed um, might be a bit more important than someone like Milner who who probably be a bit more hell for leather potentially. The thing is, you you the thing you need Milner to come on when Camavinga comes on. Yeah, is that like, exactly what I said? This, yeah. this matchup is... that Farhi's picked is cracking me up, man. Milner versus oh, I just wanted to fucking lamp him, man. Like that's the only <laughs> way. Camavinga is so good. Like he is yeah. fucking brilliant when he comes on the pitch like we, we don't have a destroyer in our midfield to come on and kind of like work on him pause yeah. so only fully, only fully fit that. fab is the only one and fully fit fab hasn't happened in about six months so. exactly like, yeah oh my god yeah Milner has to come on man well okay Anik I'll come back to you then um mm-hmm. a big threat for Madrid big meaning only 
threat for Madrid comes from two names, right? We've got Vinny and we've got Benz. What do you think is the most effective thing we can do tactically and structurally to um, limit their impetus on this game? So I think I think Vinny, I think the only way to combat that threat is just uh, asking Trent to not bomb forward as much um, and, you know, have, having cover in that right centre midfield. You, you wouldn't go as extreme position. as to start Gomez? No, 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 no way. Trent, Trent definitely starting. That is make, wild make if anyone thinks that should be the case. Defo, 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 Trent, I think that's probably the only way to combat him. Vinny does that little trick. You know what he done on Fernandinho? He's done that a couple of times this year in La Liga. I was watching well, like, does that trick running over the ball. Yeah, running over the ball. Dummy, yeah. So, he, he, he's a threat. Listen, this Ben's guy as well, yeah. If, <laughs> if Van Dyke, I'm telling you, Van Dyke, Van Dyke will, will, will show him. He'll show him. I'm putting it out there. He'll show him. He'll show him exactly. I mean, I'm going to be honest, Anik. I don't, I don't, if, if Ben's being the smart, smart footballer he's always been, I don't think Benz is going anywhere. Anywhere near Van Dyke. Yeah, he's not. He's, not. he's working. Yeah. Whoever gets picked out of Canate or Matip, he's working them. Why is he going to go yeah. near Van Dyke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I feel as though, I, I, I literally, okay, but every, everyone's going to say that's going to be the matchup, Benz versus, you know, Van Dyke. And people are going to turn around and say, oh, Van Dyke's never dealt with, you know, with a top quality centre forward. He's, he's going to deal <laughs> he's with it. He's playing against Saturday. everyone. He's literally playing against everyone. So yeah, strange. but I, I'm, I'm telling you, he will, he, he won't get the better of Van Dyke. But, he, I, I, do you know what? I think that centre back one is really kind of an interesting situation because, like, half of my kind of, um, half of me wants Kanata to start because I feel like with obviously Vinicius Junior being on Trent's side, I feel like you obviously want a more athletic centre back next to mm-hmm. Trent to kind of deal with obviously that kind of explosiveness and that kind of counter attack. But then also, I was thinking like, especially today. Um, Matip, if Matip does start, I kind of have more faith in Benzema not peeling off Matip as much as like a Konate. I feel like Benzema can really have this kind of smart movement. He knows that if that Konate jumps in, Konate will just, I mean, Benzema will kind of peel off Konate and kind of maybe get a chance that way. I do feel like Matip will probably deal with the threat of Benzema more, but probably not with the threat of Vinicius Jr. more. So I don't know. Who do you guys start? I I, I think he starts Konate just based on the fact that he started him. A lot of Champions League games this year. Who would you, you start? start? Me, uh, Kanati. Kanati. Okay. Interesting. I think I'm the only one who stands alone uh, with Matip here. No, uh, no, no. I'll start Matip, Matip as well. I, I oh, start, I'm thinking Matip. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll start Matip. Oh, okay, interesting. I, I mean, my reasoning for Matip personally would actually actually links to Vinicius. Um, one thing that I really have been observing since knowing Madrid are coming is the way. Matip and Konate tackle and one thing Matip is wicked at is he does this standing tackle where he'll just wrap his leg around and just just nick the Flick ball it. off yeah. and and he's excellent at that and what I'm worried about is the moment Vinny gets past Trent which is not a slight on Trent we're talking about one of the best wingers in the world once you're in the box with Vinny that's the only kind of tackle you're going to be able to make so mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to be a very important type of defending and the other side is also Matip I think Konate is really good at Wembley and stuff like that because the pitch is big there's a lot of ground to cover Benzema's not mobile you know what I mean at, at this age I think yeah. Matip can handle the physical challenge and then that bit about the ball we are going to need to have quality on the ball 
because if it becomes a a tech off between us and Madrid, Matip's passing is going to be key. You know what I mean? To, to have the quality mm-hmm. on that ball. Yeah, that's true. Um, so those are the reasons I would start him. Um, Anik, what about you? What are your reasons for Konate? I think, <laughs> it, it, you know, I just feel as though Klopp tends to play, not 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 superstition, but he's persisted with Konate throughout the competition. I feel as though he plays him in, in, in a lot of big games. He's really, really impressed me this year. Really, really has. First... First season at the club really, really impressed me. FA Cup final, Van Dijk comes off, you know, he he gets in there and he and he, and, and he shows his lead, leadership skills. I think the key one again, what what Pete alluded to, Vinny, um, if he's if he's going to get past Trent, I just think his athleticism, um, you know, will will provide a little bit of cover there. And yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not saying that you know Matip is you know. Not not a bad option. I just I would just prefer to play Kanai. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think any of us are gonna yeah. panic if if either or get picked. I don't mm-hmm. think that's where the game is gonna swing. Um, I guess the the other place where the game will definitely. Oh, swing. by the way, isn't he from Paris as well? So he'd want to win it at home. Who Kanate? Yeah, he is. I he said. So. Um, I yeah. think that was the post he said. Um, coming back home or something like that. The moment we got. Yeah, to so. yeah. Go on, man. Give give give, give it to Kanai. Yeah. Give it to okay. Him. You think he's yeah. got more? He's got more on the line in the in this game. Yeah. I I I, I think he can step up and show uh, Benzema levels. Ibu, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. One matchup that I'm really looking forward to is Diaz against Carvajal. I think Diaz gives Carvajal a bad day. <sighs> what what kind of season is Carvajal having, Pete? I haven't watched enough of Madrid on a weekly basis. I, I couldn't tell you either. Um, I couldn't read. Really, I, 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 I let me his... check his. Hold on, hold on. Let me. Let me check his score for Why are you gonna check, Annie? Why are you gonna <laughs> check about a right back? I've asked how has he defended all year, and you're well, gonna what, check what, kind, what, 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 I, what I have watched, obviously, the Champions right. League games, is that obviously Mbappe obviously gave and Mbappe to Mbappe. You know, what I'm saying this is the best one of the best players in the world. He gave him a bad day in both the legs. Um, Mount was on his side in the um, Real Madrid game away. Um, so Real Madrid, at Real Madrid's home at the Bernabeu, Mount was giving Carvajal a bad day. Um, that game as well but then I feel like Carvajal did kind of play a bit better um, against Man City so um, I thought he'd done quite well especially in the second leg so but um, yeah I'm really interested in that matchup because I just feel like Carvajal doesn't have that athleticism that he once did have and Diaz being a constant menace that he is you just want to get at him get at him get at him and um, yeah I just I don't feel like um, Carvajal will be able to live with Diaz's relentlessness you know what I'm saying he's just constantly at you like even if so let's say he doesn't a lot of wingers when they go at you they don't get past you the first time, they'll just stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll just maybe you want to get the ball next time, they'll look for combinations or they'll give it back to the striker. Diaz, if he doesn't get past you the first time, he's still going to get you the second time. No, he doesn't, third get, time, he doesn't time. get deterred, right? He doesn't get at deterred. At all. Like, Reese James yeah. bodied him a couple of times, but he's still back. You know what I'm saying? He's still back. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm still going to get past you. I'm still Chabela. I'm going to get past Reese James and Chabela, two athletic monsters, but you know what? Effort. You know what I'm saying? So I think that matchup is going to be really key for us, for sure. And, and I think. Pete, one thing that you said, which is spot on, the only thing I've spotted about Carvajal this year, and this is definitely to do, like we said, with his age, is one thing you guys might spot with Carvajal all the time is the times he makes a mistake here is when he spins around and suddenly clocks that someone's behind him or around him and he dangles a leg out or he will have to pull someone or something. But there's a bit of sloppiness there. Um, I think one another matchup that's going to be good, um, Fahi, I'll come to you for this, is... Gabriel Militao has obviously had a fantastic season for Madrid. Um, David Alaba's slotted in really nicely for them as well. 
Nacho's been very steady for them. Um, Madrid are, are a lot more of a defensive side than people probably know. Mm. If they look watch the Champions League games, they might think they're free scoring, but they're not at all. How? Who, what do you think Mane is going to have to do against two, two to three players that I've all mentioned are very mobile? You know, you're going to put Alaba there, you're going to put Militao there. Mane is not the kind of person who's going to be more explosive than them. So what's he going to have to do to cause them a problem? He's going to have to bring them out of their space, man. He's going, he's going to have to drag them out. That's the only way. That's the only thing I can think about. Like, I, I think when I'm trying to work out, like, all right, what can Mane actually do um, to these guys to really damage them? He's just need, he needs to pull them out. He needs to bring them out of the game. He needs to drag them out and and kind of we then have to kind of penetrate that space with Diaz or Salah. So Salah Salah is key then because that's what Salah, Salah, Salah will be key right? in that sense. Yeah, in terms of kind of latching onto kind of you know through balls or anything like that. That that that's going to be his game. I don't think on the ball Salah will be key. I think it probably will be you know Mane dragging a centre back out and using Salah like that. Um, I think that's all Mane can really do because. From from a physical standpoint, I don't think he's gonna out battle them too much. To be honest, um, like you said, they've, they've they've been really good this season, and yeah, they, they've kind of probably got him um, quite leveled up in that sense. Um, yeah, it has to be it has to be more intelligence from Mane, which Mane is super intelligent as a footballer. So it's just a case of bringing him out. Um, that that's that's the only way. But again, I think this seems a bit like cliche the way you say it but we need to play a 90 minute game in 60 minutes and we just have to go for the kill that's that's the only way i think we're going to be able to beat madrid we haven't got another 120 minutes in us bro. that's what i mean man that's what, we, the thing is the good thing with champions league is obviously you've got five subs yeah so mm-hmm. that comes in handy but then again if you're then looking at the subs <laughs> i was about like, to say bro mm. like <laughs> We've gone from having so much great depth to like, oh fuck, we're, we're back to like Ox yes. might actually get the bench. Minamino's like, on, <laughs> like dead ones, like yeah. So we need to do a ninety-minute game in sixty minutes and kind of just go for it. And like, if and again, it, it seems a bit ignorant of me to say it like this and mad cocky, but it's like we we need to be like two 0 up in, in within sixty minutes, and that's that's the way we're going to win the game. That has to be the game plan. We need mm. to score like two goals. And kind of just shut up shop after that. 90 minute game in 60, wear them out. And then obviously when Camavinga comes on, we, we kind of have to then rejig the team. However, I wouldn't make too many midfield changes in the second half like we usually do. I'd probably just change one person at a time and, and then just kind of go from there. Mm, interesting. That was a that was a great bit of kind of thinking there about how the game plan should be. Right, that's all I'm thinking about, man. Every single day. All I'm thinking about is how the fuck <laughs> Of are course you're thinking about it. you're going to the game, you lucky bastard. Um... Yeah, I know, but bro, <laughs> like it's like it's like the dream game. But I like I want to see us win. And it's like I was so confident. I was so confident when we got matched up because Fab Tiago, they were all fit. Yeah. Everyone was fit. So I was like, yeah, based off this we're fucking laughing. Now, we're, now right. we're worried about even 100% Virgil, for goodness sake. It's, Bro, it's, like, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. mad how a couple of like injuries kind of changes everything. Anik, um, yep. there's one man who's uh, defying the test of time. Guys are arguing that he he respectfully is walking o- all over Steven Gerrard's legacy as well. That is the great Luka <laughs> Modric. Do you think Modric is going to be a big factor in this game? Is it one one great game too many for the for, for the elite man, or do you think Liverpool are after going to be wary of of what he's up to? No, no, we 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 got to be wary of what he's up to. This this guy, he, he don't even look like a footballer. 
and uh, he just comes out with moments of magic, like and fresh. Rodrigo's goal against was it against Chelsea. He just outside of the foot, just flicked it off, took the whole defense out, and a guy slaps it in, and that just goes to show that you know they can just have this moment, and we, we just need to be prepared for that. And is exactly in line with what Fahi was saying about. We need to be two, three goals up because it just takes a moment of magic from any of these Madridistas, Madridistas, and you know the, the the game can change. And we've seen that so many times in the Champions League this year. Listen, I don't care how we get it done, but we need to get it done. This this game for me, bro, is just revenge and revenge only. I was so down after twenty eighteen. And this is so honestly I still, don't, perfect... I still don't understand why, though, Anik, because they were so bro, much better just, than us. We weren't good back then. I don't care, bro. I don't care. It's just revenge. It's just it's just revenge. I just don't like losing the final. Every final we I've seen in my lifetime, yeah? For Madrid, they've won. 98, 2000, 2002, 14, 15, 16, 18. How can a team be in seven finals and win every single one of them? That's this is about revenge and revenge only. I do not. I don't care. I don't care. It's just about revenge, revenge only. I don't care if they're better than us. Like, they scored, like, two worldies. Yeah? And this keeper, like, listen, 2018, yeah, we played beautiful football, okay? We we stumbled upon the final. I'm not saying that we didn't deserve it. We fully deserved it, but we stumbled upon it. We weren't expecting to be in the final. In the final, we had a great chance to win it, and I feel as though that was taken away from us with, with Bale's goals, Karis is flapping around and Ramos should have been getting done for assault for what he'd done. Like going out to professionally injure a football player still irks me. And there's just so much there that needs to be addressed. And honestly, the perfect medicine will be beating these guys and beating them properly. Well, that's that's the perfect war cry right there, man. I, I, I don't think any other <laughs> Liverpool fan listening in needs any motivation. So what I do want to finally ask you, boys... Bit of an interesting angle here. I don't want to talk about anything negative, right? I want to keep it positive, just like Annex done. I want to believe that we can win. So I want you guys, I'll go one at a time, to give me, for you to give me most important player and be surprise performer for that game on Saturday. Peter, come to you first. Who's our best player on the day and then who's the surprise performer? Best player on the day, Sadio Mane. And then surprise performer, Joe Matip. Interesting. I would love that. Uh, Fahi. Um, Sadio Mane is most important and he's going to be the main man. And most surprised, I'm going to go with Trent. What is it that you think? Do you think Trent's going to have one of those games like he did in the FA Cup final where it's an all-round? If he locks up Vinny... Good luck stopping me on right, that. So remember, <laughs> so, you know, listen, remember, um, remember the second leg of that Madrid game, right? Yeah, Trent played so much better against Vinny, and, yeah. and one, one of the main reasons was obviously number one, who was in front of him in terms of right center mid, and also he kind of just stepped five yards back, and I think that helped him a lot more, and he was just a lot more assured. And I think, um, for that reason. I think we're going to be surprised by what Trent does on Saturday. And that's not to say Vinny won't get past him. I'm certain Vinny's going to get past him. Vinny's a much faster player, a much more intelligent player on the ball as well. 
Um, but I think Trent is going to be able to handle himself. Nice. That I, I hope so. Um, Anik? So you look at a couple of the low moments from the past few years, missing out on a point in 1819 to City, losing the Champions League final to Madrid. There is no hope in hell that both of those are going to happen in one year. We are not going to lose a final to Madrid and we're not going to finish one point behind City. I think in terms of who's going to step up, I think the whole team is going to step up. We're going to use that energy, yeah, use whatever happened on Sunday <laughs> to make sure that both those events will not happen this year. The most important player, though, I think is going to be Virgil and the surprise package, Big Mo Salah. He's had a difficult 2022. He's so sick. You're sick of it. Do you know what's making me sick? It's such an insult to put Mo Salah as the surprise package. (laughs) Man's talking about him like he's Harvey (laughs) Elliott, bro. Oh my days. He's had a difficult time the whole year. Fahi's going to be sick. Look at him. Do you understand how much time I've wasted arguing with this guy and then he'll jump on a pod with me finally and then he doesn't say any of the shit he says to me. It's so (laughs) jarring. I told you, not this week. I can't do it this week. It's Champions League final. We have to win. And listen, Mo has had a difficult 2022. You know, whatever's happened with Egypt, you know, he's got the golden boot now. He's got the Playmaker Award. Let him get the winning goal in a Champions League final and lift that above his head and put to rest whatever happened in 2018 because he himself knows that that was a really, really difficult time for him and the team. Okay, I'll I'll give mine. um, To have the appropriate amount of respect, best performer, I'm sick of the springboards that I keep talking about. (laughs) Mo's turning up. Mo is... Mo, Mo needs to look in the mirror and think, who am I? Because guys are talking, guys are talking about guys like Almiron being the same level. Yeah, <laughs> we, we need to. Mo needs to address this himself. So I think Mo best player and then surprise performer. Listen, man, this is a guy that I love dearly, and I think he stepped up as probably our best player after Mane this this part this past month or two, and that is Mr. Jordan Henderson. I think Hendo is going to... You know them games where Hendo will have a great game and then suddenly everyone clocks that he's just been such a great player for this club. <laughs> yeah. I I will be so happy for him. I want, listen, I want another picture of Klopp and Hendo crying in each other's arms, man. That's, that's what I need right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for those two. Um. Should we do score predictions, guys? It's up to you. No, 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 don't even jinx that, no. please. You know what? That bastard Babs is gonna chop up everything we've said anyway. So he's gonna he's gonna be ready. He's gonna be yeah, ready no, on no, Sunday no. morning. Babs actually yeah. never sleeps, you know. Babs just oh, he's just always he's a menace. Archive, just an archive of all touchline quotes. <laughs> ready to get them up, bro. <laughs> No, okay, that's brilliant, guys. Um, thank you so much, Liverpool fans listening. We're sorry we can't enjoy a Premier League title with you, but like I said, the last time Liverpool lost a Premier League title on the final day, they responded in the next game with big ears itself. So, guys, get ready for Let's the go. best Saturday imaginable. Let's do this, lads. Let's go, man. You got this. Peace. This is Cop and Frackers. 
subscribe make sure you join the patreon peace out Podcast Network.